How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. We are on day two of our week titled Making It Work. We're exploring the five most common resolutions, why people tend to fall short, and how to not do that. Yesterday, we got it going with getting it into shape, and today, we're kicking a bad habit. Change is never easy. Our minds are built to love routine and patterns. Physiologically speaking, our brains want to do as little work as possible in order to save space for our survival, which we don't really need so much of anymore. Ironically, behavior counter to our brain's idle tendencies is how we keep our brains and bodies healthy. Stepping outside of our comfort zone, seeking out novel experiences, engaging with new environments and people, all mind-expanding and nourishing stuff. Addiction is the brain's love of routine, fixated on a specific source of pleasure. No matter if we're talking about drugs, fast food, or group fitness classes, our brains know to turn back to the source, whatever is helping to release those feel-good hormones. When we're feeling low, when we're having a hard day, we're, in essence, experiencing withdrawals. Obviously, those withdrawals vary in magnitude from one addiction to the next, but the brain's response is the same nonetheless. It begins to present the easy way out. This is where cravings come in. No matter the addiction, you'll begin to fixate over getting your hands on it. Again, this could be literally anything. When we exist in an unaware state of addiction, there's no space between the desire and the act. It's called a habit because it is the habitual behavior, the habitual solution. The obvious first step here is creating space for thought between the desire and the act. We're simply injecting some thought between the desire to pull over for a large french fry and suddenly finding ourselves at the drive through window. We create space between the impulse and the action. That's where our power resides, in that time between. Again, addiction comes in all shapes and sizes. We can become professionals at injecting thought into those moments of temptation, but if we're in deep, the addiction is often stronger than our willpower. So what do we do? First and foremost, we gotta accept it's a long road. We can't beat ourselves up for the occasional slip up. Like we said last week, the victory does not come from perfection. The problem with promising cold turkey is that slip ups become failure. We perceive ourselves to be failures. We perceive ourselves to be powerless. And then we ultimately give up. We have to applaud one day. We have to applaud 10 days. We have to applaud two months and so on. Each time we fall short, the goal should be to beat our all-time best, longer and longer. Next, we want to do ourselves a favor and test our willpower as seldomly as possible. We have to be aware of certain places and people or things that inevitably lead us to that bad habit. If we want to quit smoking and being drunk at bars is when we'll inevitably light up, we no longer find ourselves drunk at bars. 
If midday hunger is when you find yourself in the drive-thru, have a pre-made lunch on hand. It may serve you to make a list of those casual instances, those things that lead you down the road to your bad habit. From there, make a list of things you can do instead. If seeing your friend for happy hour is how you end up drunk, try seeing your friend for breakfast, try hikes together, try a fitness class together. Those kinds of lists will serve you very well, as will journaling. We want to remain hyper aware of where we've fallen short in the past. We also want to keep track of instances when we've remained strong. Keeping a journal is a fantastic way to stay on top of how we're feeling along the way. It'll also keep your reasons, your why, at the forefront of your thoughts. It's all about loading yourself up with ammo when you have those moments of interjection between your desire and the act. Journaling suits us up for battle, so to speak. Lastly, share your journey, share your reasons, share your timeline. Ask others not to tempt you. Ask others to help keep you accountable. Thanks so much for joining us. If you'd like to continue the conversation, we welcome you to reach out through Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at The McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. Come back again tomorrow for day three of our week on making it work. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom FM app, the podcast player from the future. Go to fathom.fm slash goodrisings, ask questions, and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.